0: Welcome to the Believe
1: in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. The matchup for Super Bowl 54 is set. The Chiefs play the 49ers. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by two-time, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers,
2: Ike Taylor. I'll tell you what, Mark. These playoffs for the 2019 has been good, right? I mean, from from the Tennessee Titans being like a sleeper team to seeing what Green Bay was going to do to San Fran 49 to see Patrick Mahomes and I tell you what the league and we talking about the league being in good hands with with young quarterbacks if you look at Garoppolo and if you look at Patrick Mahomes they'll go the start of a new generation and the league being in good hands with quarterbacks because they're going to the Super Bowl and it's in Miami
1: and just to give you a little bit of a roadmap for today's show We'll pick which team we like in the Super Bowl again between the Chiefs and the 49ers. We also have several listener questions today, Ike. So that's certainly exciting. But first, we start with news out of Hollywood, Florida. Former Steelers receiver Antonio Brown and his trainer are accused of battering the driver of a moving truck outside of his home in Hollywood, Florida. So the trainer is facing charges and has been arrested and taken to the Broward County Jail Police are still looking for Brown, and it's unclear right now whether or not they will levy charges against him once they find him for questioning. But yet again, Antonio Brown, you've seen on the Instagram videos, you've seen him yelling at police outside of his home, in front of the mother of his children, sometimes in front of his children. Ike, I know that's your former teammate and everything, but for me, my two cents worth is I just hope he gets the help that he needs especially considering he was one of the NFL's great receivers.
2: That's the sad part about it because it was on his way. And what I mean by on his way was he was on his way. If he just would have kept three or four years, what he was doing to the Hall of Fame, you know, he he was on his way of of other than Jerry Rice and Randy and to yo, you know, kind of having that top five, you got to let me in kind of Hall of Fame career. You know, he was on his way just by doing spectacular things. The things you liked about Antonio Brown on the football field was he was a small guy in stature, but he played big. Like, he understood the older he got, the bigger he had to play. As far as, like, being speed, breakaway speed, that was kind of getting away from him. But nobody ran better routes than A.B. You know, he's the game changer. You know, we our discussion for the Super Bowl might have been a little bit different if Antonio Brown's with the New England Patriots. You know, that, that's the kind of impact AB had. But just to see all that go away, and just to see the Instagram videos, just to see what he's doing to his, his kids' mom, just to see how he's acting in front of his kids, just to see all that, you hope the man really do get help. But AB gotta want it. And what I mean by wanting, AB gotta want to help. AB gotta acknowledge, you know, this ain't everybody else, this is me. Because the first thing about not acknowledging is being in denial. And the more you be in denial, the more you just figure, man, it's not me. And the more you figure, man, it's not me, he ain't gonna never grow as a person. So it's not like he's a bad dude. He's just acting like a bad dude. Like, A.B. is a real, I think A.B. has a real good heart. It's just A.B. right now is acting like somebody I don't even know. So hopefully A.B., if somebody's willing to give A.B. the help, he can accept and take it. If you don't want to accept and take it, he will continue to act the way he's acting now.
1: And an athlete's brand is his athletic excellence. And I think with Brown, if he just stayed off social media, him being so active on social media and all of his antics going back to when he was with the Raiders and the Frozen Feet, and, you know, we don't need to go down the full rabbit hole of everything that he's been through. But if he would have just stayed off social media, you could argue that, you know he's cost himself tens of millions of dollars potentially, and when you see his agent Drew Rosenhaus, won the NFL's best, decide to part ways with him, that's really eye opening. And Rosenhaus even submitted a letter to the NFL saying, "I would love to work with AB again, but this guy's got to get help before I can be able to do that."
2: Well, then, then you ask yourself, did they, did did Rosenhaus actually actually ask AB if he needed if he offered it to him? You know, because um. By the end of the day, you still can have non-money-related relationships with agents. My agent was Joel Siegel, and everybody knows Joe Siegel. Joel Siegel, like, low-key fly under the radar, but the whole, the whole NFL knows him. Even through movie productions, know JS. But at the same time, you know, me and JS still got a good relationship. I can still call JS and ask him for a favor, ask him what he thinks on certain situations. He's going to pick up. Uh, If Drew Rosenhouse, you know, offer AB and AB didn't want it, then I get the frustration, you know, Drew is doing. Um, People can only ride with you, ride with you for so long um, if they're trying to help you. Um, And, you know, it's an old saying, Mark. You got to want to help yourself. So for AB, that's just just where we at. Um, Everybody's trying to reach out to AB, so say, But A.B. got to want to help himself understand, you know, for the majority of this self-inflicted problem he's having is him.
1: And so the Hollywood Police Department is expected to release some sort of update today. You'd imagine at some point they would make contact and be in contact with Antonio Brown. So if you're listening to this podcast after the fact, again, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. Information could change by the time you get around to listening to this.
2: I think A.B. going to need Drew. I think Drew has has had the connection in Miami <laughs> since the since the '90s. So say, you know, Drew is well known. We're talking about Drew Rosenhaus, AB's former agent. Drew is Drew is well known in the state of Florida, not, let alone the state of Florida. So Drew got the state of Florida locked up. But at the same time, um, I think this is going to rehash probably the old the old things AB and Drew had. I think. A.B. going to have to reach out back to Drew because he understands the power that Drew have in the state of Florida, let alone that Miami and Broward County. And um, this might be an eye opener for A.B. because you're going you're gonna to see the more you keep living, the more you just going to need certain people in your life. That's just how it is. And I think Drew is going to be one of them. So I think this might rehash. Whatever situation they had between the two, which I don't think was bad, I always think it was just more frustrating on Drew's part. I think this is going to rehash, and you know these guys had a divorce. I think they're going to come back together because of this situation. Sadly, this situation had to get down to this situation, but I think he'll come back together.
1: Purely from a fan standpoint, I feel like right now we're being robbed of one of the NFL's best talents when he is on the field. I changing gears here a little bit here. The Chiefs beat the Titans in the AFC Championship game. The 49ers took care of the Packers in the NFC Championship game. What was your biggest takeaway from this weekend now that the matchup for Super Bowl 54 is set?
2: Like I say, man, San Fran can do it. They can do whatever you want them to do. Just take away just take away the defense. And we all know how that defense likes to bite, like to hit, old school kind of football. Just take away that defense from the offensive side. If y'all want us to play finesse and throw the ball all day, that's something I can do if, if Coach Kyle Shanahan wants me to. If y'all want me to run the ball 40 times a game and be successful, <laughs> that's something we also can do. They don't just they don't just re- lean on one thing. We know when we talk about KC's, Patrick Mahomes and company, of course, you know all of them, exotic cars he has on the outside, when you talk about perimeter guys and Tyreek Hill and company, and even in the backfield, and you got you a nice little old school, renovated truck to Travis Kelsey. He has every position and everything at his disposal. When you want to talk about the perimeter side, KC. When you want to talk about San Fran, they can do whatever, whatever fight you want to have, they can fight that kind of style. You know, and I think I said this before, whether it's southpaw, whether it's unorthodox, KC, if KC just want to settle down and just run the ball, one, that's something they don't do. One, that's something they're not built for that. They solely rely on Patrick Mahomes. But on the flip side, if San Fran wants to run the ball, you know you can't stop us. If San Fran wants to pass the ball, you know we can put up points. Now, Garoppolo and... Patrick Mahomes between the two, you know, that's night and day. Like, it when it comes down to be just an a peer quarterback, there is no other quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. I don't, I'm not even going to disrespect P. Holmes like that. But at the same time, Garoppolo have shown like, man, if you want to get in the shootout, I'm pretty damn good in a shootout. Just ask Drew Brees and company. So I just like the fact. The versatility that Kyle Shanahan has in the offense. Now the versatility that Eric Bienemand and Coach Andy Reid have having in their offense, it's the play calling, and you know that you know we're gonna pass the ball. It's just figuring out ways who we're getting the ball to and how we're passing it in formations. Cal Shanahan and what he has over there is, I mean, he's just he he's from what he's seen with his dad from what he's seen in dealing with Matt Ryan to kind of creating his own playbook, Mark. It it seems like Coach Kyle Shanahan just has his own playbook. He didn't figure it out. He understands he had to to be a step or two ahead of the curve when it comes down to getting in front of defense coordinator. And the man just figuring it or figured it out from an offensive side. And it starts off with the run and we said this throughout the whole playoffs, if you can't run the ball, you ain't winning no ball games. And as much as we think about KC as being a passing team, that last game they ran the ball well. They ran the ball real well. They, they flipped the switch coming out of the halftime when you thought they was just going to keep passing the ball, passing the ball. I guess the Eric B. enemy side of Andy Reid came out and told Coach Andy, look, We didn't try this plenty of times and we haven't made it. So let's switch up. Let's get into this run game. And for the most part, the runner was Patrick Mahomes. Not saying that's something he really wanted to do or whether it was game plan, which I didn't think is. Something we said when I played. Lose contain, you lose the game. And you just saw the Tennessee Titans, a lot of times, the defensive ends, they just lost contain of Patrick Mahomes. So what you think Patrick Mahomes going to do? And you forgot... As good as Patrick Mahomes' arm is, he's athletic as well, and he showed that last game.
1: So happy you mentioned the contained standpoint. It wasn't just the touchdown run right before the end of the first half, which you could argue was the iconic play of the game and is what most fans will remember about the game. You could argue that that helped propel the Chiefs into the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. But it was several plays where I'm like, Uh, on his backside with the left tackle, I'm like, is there no contain either with a defensive end or an outside linebacker or a corner? And Mahomes isn't, you know, he's not Lamar Jackson. It's not to say he can't move around a little bit. I mean, he's still a young quarterback. He can, he can move a little bit, but he's not really a running quarterback. And I was like, where's the contain on the edge? Because I, I tweeted this out during the game, during that run, it was like, Mahomes looks like Lamar Jackson, and again, he's a decent athlete, but he's not, he's not really a mobile quarterback. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there, Ike. For my big takeaway, it would be this. Can Andy Reid finally get it done in his 21st year coaching in the NFL? Can he win his first Super Bowl? He's accomplished almost everything a head coach can accomplish short of winning a Super Bowl or running the table and going undefeated, which is nearly impossible to do. But if not now, when? And he had a lot of help. The Titans took out two of the top seeds, both the Baltimore Ravens, the the number one overall seed, and the New England Patriots, and they did both on the road. And remember that Week 17 matchup where the Dolphins beat the Patriots and it allowed Kansas City to have – Home field advantage, they were the two seeds. So once Baltimore got knocked out, Kansas City was able to have home field advantage at Arrowhead. Okay, why does that matter? In both the Houston Texans game when the Chiefs went down by 24 points and when they were down 10 points, they were down 10-0 to start the game and then there was a 17-7 lead that the uh, Titans had in this game. The Chiefs were really fortunate to be able to have that home field advantage. If they face a similar deficit at a neutral site down in Miami, I'm not as certain that they're going to be able to mount a comeback because they don't have that home field advantage. And that is a huge deal to me. But for me, the big deal is this. Is this the year Andy Reid finally gets it done? And all the cards have seemed to have gone the right way for Reid and company. We'll see if they can get it done in early February.
2: Then we have the running ball because the San Francisco 49ers, they at least go six deep on that defensive line. And they already have, they got four guys on IR, on just the defensive line, period. And you seeing the havoc they're, ca- they're causing right now, just with the six they doing. So if you add four more, <laughs> man, them boys had, them boys rotate a whole D line every other series. To make a defensive line respect what you have, you have to run the ball. Because if you just want to pass all day, and that's something Andy Reid likes to do, he really relies on Patrick Mahomes. And so far, Patrick Mahomes' leash has been pretty long on play calling. I think Andy Reid now has to dial it down. And Andy Reid has to listen to Eric bien and listen to this run game. In order to control the clock, and to control the defensive line, you have to run the ball. If a a defensive lineman can pin their ears back and just automatically think you're going to pass two or three downs out of four, then we get to the quarterback. If you can make a defense line respect what you're doing by running, they're not so fast on trying to get to the quarterback. They got to stay in, they run lanes. That's what the KC Chiefs going to have to do against the San Francisco 49ers defense line. They will have to make them respect. And even if it's just the play call, even if they just get one or two yards, Mark, they're going to have to make San Francisco 49ers defensive line at least put some respect on the run game.
1: That is key, too, in terms of being able to pressure Patrick Mahomes, too. The Titans were only able to sack him twice in the AFC Championship game. You give him time to throw. Good luck. Let's take a quick break here tell you about my bookie, Want to make a bet on the Super Bowl? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted sports books in the industry. Football, not your thing? No worries. MyBookie's got it all from the NBA to the Premier League. MyBookie has the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, You'll get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's our promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. I take it all day, baby. My bookie. Speaking of my bookie, Chiefs are a a one-and-a-half-point favorite headed into the Super Bowl. Ike, let's go to listener questions. And this kind of goes ties into our discussion about Coach Andy Reid and what the Chiefs need to do. Eric Coybush writes, which head coach's legacy would this Super Bowl win mean more to? Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan?
2: Andy Reid. Because that's been a question mark, Eric. That, that's just been a question mark the longest. Like, Coach Andy, when it comes down to the regular season, nobody can dial up or put more points up than Coach Andy Reid. When it comes down to the regular season, when you want to talk about fantasy, you can get all your fantasy points if you pick up anybody from Coach Randy, Andy Reid, offense. It's just this big game. You know, it's getting to the big game, which he got over that hurdle. This is his second time going to the Super Bowl because he was there once with the Philadelphia Eagles. This will put a stamp of approval. And I think Coach Andy Reid gonna make it to the Hall of Fame period. He just got that Hall of Fame kind of stats when you want to look at these head coaches getting into the Hall of Fame now. But this will put a stamp of approval for Andy Reid because Really, the last two coaches between Coach Cowher and Coach Jimmy Johnson, they got Super Bowls. You know, so Coach Andy Reid is well-known in the football world. Even coaches being under Coach Andy Reid has been proven. Now it's just, you don't want a guy who's under your tree, Coach Andy Reid, to beat you to the punch and get a ring before you do. So that's, I would say it will be, it will fall under Coach Andy Reid. Coach Andy Reid won the Super Bowl. It will put a stamp of approval for everything he's done in his NFL career.
1: To piggyback off that, I I think this is really, really simple. Andy Reid's 61 years old. Kyle Shanahan is 40. So you can't predict what's going to happen in the future. The way the Chiefs are set up, though, for the future, I mean, it's going to be tough once they actually have to pay Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to be able to keep all of the talent that they've surrounded him with right now. At the same time with Kyle Shanahan, he's only 40. You'd imagine he'll get other opportunities to prove himself as a head coach.
2: At the same time, hey, when you want to talk about the money part, Mark was San Fran, they're in a position of power also because they already paid their quarterback. You know, you still got a young Kerry Kittles. You got Debo Debo Samuels. You got Yushek, like, you know, playing <laughs> – Paying a, t- paying a full back slash tight end, that's little to nothing. These days, at the same time, you got Emmanuel Sanders and if San Fran wind up winning the Super Bowl. I'm sure he's going to want to come back, but he's going to want to come back at a decent price. He he already knows he's up in age. He's made his money, and he just probably want to be with a team with a good quarterback who he feels that can be successful and maybe make another Super Bowl run. So that's going to be at a discount price. Um. Running backs, you know, they got three good running backs, so we can split or we can pay one. I don't have to pay all three running backs. Uh, By the end of the day, it's still the running back by committee because of my offensive line scheme. So really on the offensive side, they ain't really got too much to worry about. It's going to be on that defensive side that the first rounders, they've been drafted, who they're going to want to pay and keep for San Fran. So from an offensive standpoint, KC will lose a lot more than with the San Francisco 49ers, a lose on the offensive side because of who they have and guys who still want to get paid. But at the same time, you know, you still got Hartman. He's on his rookie deal. You just paid Cheetah. You got to pay Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you are figure something out with Kelsey. Uh, Sammy, Sammy Watkins, he's been a first rounder, so he's really not that hungry on money. They say he saves his money all the time. So really, you just got Patrick Mahomes. On the offensive side and everybody else, I hate to say it, it's on them if they want to take that discount to stay with them. So um, Andy Reed is looking pretty good. Here goes another draft. So we're gonna see what else Car they're gonna put in the garage when <laughs> it comes down to this draft, you know. So I'm sure they might be looking at another tight end. I'm just I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing, but they might be looking at another tight end. So say, we'll see what happens in this draft. But Mark is January 22nd and I say KC might get another tight end for this draft we gonna see
1: I was watching the game this weekend with a buddy of mine big Chiefs fan and he just turns to me it, when the game was already out of hand and the Chiefs are putting up points and he just turns to me and he goes yeah could you imagine this offense right now if they still had Kareem Hunt right now too and I was just like <laughs> I was just like, oh man, like I can't even wrap my brain around that. You, like, you,
2: you, We we forgot and we forgot, we forgot when the Chiefs had Kareem Hunt, that was kind of their game plan to start off yeah. Patrick Mahomes. We're gonna run Kareem first and we're gonna get Pat started second, you know? Then Pat just, P. Holmes came into his own and he just started letting off fire. But at the same time, let's not forget You know, they still got a little young fast running back in the backfield as well. So we shall see.
1: Yeah, Damian Williams, both running and and catching the ball out of the backfield, was really effective for Kansas City in the AFC championship game. Let's get to the next question. Justin Nunez writes Do you think this has Super Bowl 48 written all over it? High octane offense versus a good defense and a great run game. Now, Ike, Super Bowl 48 is when the Seattle Seahawks smoked the Denver Broncos in that historic season that Peyton Manning had. I do think it has some similarities. However, I think this game's going to be a lot
2: closer than that one. Oh, 100%. I agree with you 100 It's going to be way too close. The defense from San Fran ain't playing no games. Like, when, when you can get to the quarterback by just rushing forward, that's saying a lot. And you can just, as athletic as Patrick Mahomes is, don't forget, Aaron Rodgers is pretty damn athletic as well. And he was seeing ghosts and he felt the pressure. So what you think will happen to Patrick Mahomes? He gonna see ghosts if they keep hitting him and he gonna feel the pressure cause they're gonna get to him. So at the same time, I'm not going to dis. as good as Patrick Mahomes is, San Fran just played a quarterback to his stature when, it, when you want to talk about athleticism. They just play Aaron Rodgers who can also run as well who can also throw as well from certain different angles as well. So let's not act like they just played Peyton Manning (laughs) the week before. San Francisco 49ers defense played a pretty damn good Hall of Fame caliber quarterback the week before they're about to play him in the Super Bowl. So P. Holmes better get right. As much as I like him, he better get right because that defense line ain't playing no games.
1: Uh, Let's get to the last question, uh, and then we'll do another ad read. My brother Scott Bergen wants to know who's the better tight end between Travis Kelsey and George Kittle.
2: Kittle was the best all-around tight end. And what I, like about, what I like about Kittle, and this came out of my mouth, ain't, I ain't even had to think twice. Last game against the, against the Green Bay Packers, Coach Cal Shanahan, you can just tell, he told Kittle, Kittle, today won't be your day. We will be running the ball a lot and I'm going to need you to block. If it's anything that you like, of a tight end, he reminds me so much of Heath Miller, Kittle I'm talking about. Because Heath Miller didn't mind blocking. You know, for a tight end, usually nowadays, you have a receiving tight end, that's Travis Kelsey. He's a, he's a pure receiving tight end. Asking Travis Kelsey to block the way Kittles have blocked last game, I don't think, or I don't know if Travis Kelsey will be willing and want to do that. Kittles, doesn't mind and want to do it. He understands for the sake of the team. It just so happened if you put him in a game plan to receive the ball as well, <laughs> he going to show out. Just ask, just ask New Orleans Saints what he can do when it's times he need to run the ball. But the best all-around tight end for me, I would say Kittle, because he's a real, he's a real pure natural blocker. He just so happened to kick ass when it comes down to receiving and running people over
1: And I know at this point in the season, guys are going to be a little bit banged up. And you've got the two weeks now between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl. Kittle played in 14 regular season games this year. So I don't even know if he's completely healthy and he's still doing the things that he's doing to this point in the season. My big takeaway is this. I think they're both great tight ends. I think both of them are trying to take the mantle left behind by Rob Gronkowski, who can be the more alpha, tight end and who can be the bigger character that's going to be something you see throughout the lead up to the super bowl you saw kelsey take the microphone and say you're going to fight for the right to party and then you saw kittle wear that goofy jimmy g t-shirt over his uniform too so that's going to be a storyline you see between now and february 2nd
2: yeah but i think just just the total package is it's it's kittles a guy who can do both if, if, if I was to start a franchise and I had to pick between the two, and I love Travis Kelsey to death, and I had to pick between the two, I'm picking kiddos.
1: All right. Let's talk about sleep. We need eight hours of sleep straight up. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. It's tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or cold. It's our pleasure to introduce the Pod by Eight Sleep. The Pod is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep. Fitness. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm. Now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. For the next week, get two hundred dollars off your pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of five hundred dollars. Only at Eightsleep.com/pro. E I G H T sleep.com slash pro eight sleep.com slash pro. I want to talk about Raheem Mostert rushing for 220 yards, four touchdowns. His yardage total was the second most in NFL playoff history. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier in the pod, Ike, in terms of the 49ers have done it running back by committee. Tevin Coleman went down with a shoulder injury. We'll see if he plays in the Super Bowl. I think that's one of the keys to see how effective Coleman can be. But I think the most incredible thing Mostert did is how effectively he was able to run the ball. We were laughing a week ago about how Ryan Tannehill just had to hand it off to Derrick Henry. Jimmy Garoppolo only threw the ball eight times in the NFC Championship game. And the
2: 49ers still won handedly. Well, you can't control the clock. And they they looking at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats like Jimmy Garoppolo had under 100 yards, you know, passing. Jimmy like, shoot, we're going to the Super Bowl. Did you not just see what my <laughs> my running back was doing, rushing for 211 yards, setting records? I'm, I'm going to save my own, <laughs> just like being the pitcher. I'm going to go ahead and save my own for these playoffs. For Coach Kyle Shanahan just to stick to that running game, just to see his running back get in the rhythm, just to see the receivers blocking. I think I tweeted this. Boy, it's a beautiful thing when your receivers want to block because you only have them runs when receivers are blocking. You don't have long runs when receivers ain't blocking. Of course, the offensive line, that's what they do. Um, when you got a willing and able tight end that don't mind blocking like a kiddos, that's something we're going to get to the edge. Now it's up to the running back. But when you got receivers blocking, your running back ain't getting touched till 10 to 12 yards down the field. And that's why I tipped my hat off to this person because I watched him block at his size. At 185 pounds, I didn't watch Emmanuel Sanders do crack blocks on linebackers. I didn't watch Emmanuel Sanders do crack blocks on safeties. And I'm sure he's bringing that to the receiving core over there for the San Francisco 49ers, blocking is a want-to. Just like when you're playing cornerback, a lot of guys like to cover. Don't nobody like to come up and tackle a Derrick Henry. Don't nobody like to come up and tackle a Jerome Bettis. Don't nobody like to come up and tackle Eddie George. That's a want-to. To see the San Francisco 49ers receivers actually block, it's a reason why these running backs aren't, aren't getting touched to 10 to 12 yards down the field. And that's something we saw
1: throughout the year. The 49ers ranked second in the NFL behind the Baltimore Ravens in rushing during the regular season. 144 yards per game. And I that really resonates with me when you're talking about a receiver blocking. I'm not talking about Samuels or anyone specifically, but I know just having conversations with you how much there are times you just despise receivers. So if that's, if that's something that you're taking away just because you have more of a defensive mind and you're saying, wow, these receivers really, really care about their team's success. To me, that's really eye-opening.
2: Oh, 100%. It starts with E. Like, E loves blocking. Like, Emmanuel, and when you see him, you're like, man, this little dude is tiny. But another old saying, it's not the size, it's the fighting the dog. And Emmanuel Sanders, since I've been knowing E, he has displayed... I will come down. I will block. I care nothing about size. I care nothing about me for the sake of this team. I want to go back
1: to Mostert really quickly too. Great story. He's undrafted. He's now on his seventh different NFL team. He has this historic performance. Only Eric Dickerson, Hall of Fame running back, Eric Dickerson has more rushing yards in a playoff game. And Mostert hasn't even made one career start yet. Potentially, that could happen in the Super Bowl, but he hasn't even started a game yet. And for how effective he was able to be, it's, to me, it's a really inspiring story.
2: Timing is everything. And after you talk about timing, the American story, they not giving up is everything. They're not selling for everything. You get knocked down seven times, meaning he got cut seven times He stood up eight. On that eighth try, you're still not the starter you're still in a three-man rotation. But let alone, man, your time has come. And for the NFL playoffs, you rushed for 211 yards, breaking records or getting close to records or single-game records. So that's what you got to like about the NFL, these kind of stories. It's the guy who's been traveling seven times, who's been cut seven times. They told him he wasn't good enough seven times. Really, they told him eight because he wasn't drafted. So they told him he wasn't good enough eight times. You know, being undrafted, getting cut seven. Now, San Fran finally was like, hold on, let's, let's see. The bus gonna stop here, so say. So the bus didn't stop. And now the man on his ninth try it never gave up, always fought, and you can just tell, and I don't even know the kid, but you can just tell by his body language. He's willing, he's hungry, he's able, he's humble. You can just look at his body language and see it. And uh, for me, a telltale sign on how a team respects, you, or how a peer respects another peer is the celebration. Everybody celebrate with them. That whole offensive line, as soon as they see him score, they running down, and you know, it's, you know, offensive linemen, they don't like to run more than 10 yards. That's like 80 miles for them. But to see the offensive line come down <laughs> with Raheem and just celebrate with the man, they understand his story. <laughs> uh,
1: there's nothing like seeing a big man run. But, yeah, I mean, before he got to the 49ers, Eagles, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, Jets, Bears, didn't even have a carry. And he gets to San Francisco in 2016, where he's finally had some success. He only had one career. 100-yard rushing game entering Sunday. And he was just terrific. When Coleman went down, it was like, oh, man, maybe there's going to be some drop-off with the 49ers. And it was like, you always talk about running backs getting doing rhythm. Clearly that happened with how effective he was on the ground. And if he can continue to have the hot hand in the Super Bowl against Kansas City, wow. Again, really, really inspiring story. And I, I was really happy to see him have the success that he did get to another ad ike support for today's believe in Steelers podcast comes from manscaped who is the best in men's below the belt grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family's jewels that's why manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology finally Manscaping accidents are a thing of the past. Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code BLEAV at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code BLEAV. For the success that the 49ers had running the football, I think one of the most impressive things with Kansas City and how they've been able to throw the ball has been the fact that Patrick Mahomes has not thrown an interception in the playoffs.
2: He's been throwing safe. Safe meaning he's been throwing to his check downs. I don't know if we really know Patrick Mahomes to really throw to the running backs coming out the backfield, the swing routes. They call them the swing routes. He's been throwing a lot of them of late, you know? So I think Patrick Mahomes is starting to understand I can look downfield deep. I can look intermediate when it comes down to Travis Kelsey. Okay, I have nothing I can also run, but now I can just check it down to my running back. And when you get to check it down to the running back, you know, first down becomes second and three. So second and three becomes I can take a deep shot off this play-action pass because usually defenses are thinking second and three, you're about to try to run the ball. Off this play-action pass, I can throw deep. And if I don't have it, I can just drop it right back off to my running back. So I think Patrick Mahomes is elevating his game because he's seeing the three levels deep intermediate swing routes instead of deep intermediate wait for the deep ball let me run and scramble and make plays when i scramble now he's seeing all three phases when it comes down to the quarterback and that's hard to do because you still have veteran veteran quarterbacks that don't like to throw their checks down check downs to the to the to the running backs but you see that in the in the last couple of games with patrick mahomes In these playoffs, he has been thrown to his running backs of late.
1: Part of that, too, is live to play another down as well. You're not always going to get the home run ball, you know, on, on a given play. You're not always going to get the long touchdown pass. Mahomes is the third player ever to win an MVP and make the Super Bowl in his first three seasons. He joins Kurt Warner and Dan Marino as the two others, so he's in good company there. The AFC Championship game came down to three plays for me. The incredible run at the end of the first half by Mahomes, and it was a great run by Mahomes. Poor tackling, and we mentioned containing the edge as well. The deep throw to Sammy Watkins to seal the game. Less than eight minutes left in the game. The Chiefs led 28-17, to and the score put them up 35-17. to And then the pass interference by the Tennessee Titans defensive back where the Titans were in a position where there was no margin for error. With Tennessee, the key for me was – once they went down two scores in the second half, playing from behind with how effective Derrick Henry was this season, you're running out of time. And what Kansas City was able to do in the third quarter, surprisingly, running the ball, controlling the clock, okay, even if Tennessee gets the ball back, if they're down at least two scores, there's only so much time left in the game, and time became a factor in the later parts of this game to where Tennessee couldn't run the ball because they didn't have time to.
2: That's what Tannehill is. And I talked to my, my old school guys at the Cigar Bar about trucks and trailers. And I think we had this conversation about a quarterback being a truck or a trailer. Or a trailer meaning you need all the right pieces around you to make you be successful. The Kirk Cousins, the Dak Prescotts. And here we go. The Ryan Tannehills. So Ryan Tannehill, he, as good as he's been playing throughout the course of the season, he's still a trailer. Trailer meaning he does have a good defense. He got a hell of a running game. But I can't ask him to win ball games like Patrick Mahomes. A Patrick Mahomes is a truck. He can carry the team, and we saw that week in and week out. So that was the difference. The the game plan for for Spag was to make Tannehill make Tannehill beat us, and that's what Tannehill. That's what he's not capable of doing. That's just Tannehill. That's just his resume. That's just who he is. He's not going to be a Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to be an Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be a Drew Brees. He's not going to be none of those guys. There's nothing wrong with being a middle-tier quarterback in the league. So, and that was the game plan for Spag and the KC defense. Make Tannehill beat us. And once they stopped Derrick Henry, we all saw that that's something Tannehill wasn't comfortable of doing, was trying to beat the defense every snap. So, that's just how it is. If I was to go in the game and I was to play the Tennessee Titans, that's the first thing that, was, that would have been my game plan. We're going to load the box. We're going to stop Derrick Henry, and we're going to make Tannehill beat us.
1: The Titans have some decisions to make now, too. Derrick Henry, whether or not to bring him back, I'd imagine you would with how historic his performance was in this playoffs, but also at the quarterback position. Do you bring back Tannehill? Do you bring someone else in? That's a decision that the Titans are going to have to make this offseason.
2: Derrick Henry is a no-brainer, you know? Um, I think you pick up another running back to compliment Derrick Henry. Another running back of his stature to keep that going, to compliment Derrick Henry. Coach Mike, he's a guy who likes to control the clock, as you can see. He loves his running game, as you can see. And let's not forget, you still have Mariota. So now do I go talk to Greg Roman and ask him what he did for the Ravens and implement a little bit of that with a little bit of Derrick Henry. Do I go down to Alabama and ask Nick, how did y'all use Derrick Henry? Do I change my whole offense or is my offense going to be related or built around Derrick Henry? If my offense is built around Derrick Henry, I can keep Tannehill. So now it's just going to be on me on who's going to be the focal point to my offense. And I, I would believe it would be Derrick Henry. So uh, I look at this offense, how I looked at the 2005 Denver Broncos offense with Jake Plummer. It was a play action, run the ball kind of offense. You know, you got to have a quarterback who's somewhat athletic, who's somewhat slippery and Jake the snake was slippery as hell. That's the offense Coach Mike wants to run. I'm starting off with Derrick Henry with the Tennessee Titans.
1: Absolutely. And whoever becomes quarterback, assuming the Titans bring back Henry, you've got A.J. Brown, who's one of the best young receivers in the league coming up. you off got his two young your- receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Davis is pretty good, yes. too. So that, that's, you know, if you're a free agent quarterback, Tennessee, if, if again, we, you said this last week, Ike, their defense did not get enough credit for where they were at in the postseason. And for a six seed to make the run that they did, they played about as well as they could have. And they played really, really well throughout this postseason. And even to make the AFC
2: championship game, I tip my cap to them. I didn't know they was going to run out of gas, Mark. I thought that penalty on defense really did hurt them because it was crucial. It was a third down on um, my gave game the on first down. They gave him, I think it was third and 10, they gave him a first down. I think that hurt it. Missing their tight end, he's been out for a while now. They still missing their tight end. Having two young receivers, let's not forget, Corey came in last year, so this is second year. Uh, Brown has been playing good for a rookie. Delaney Walker is the tight end. Yeah, Delaney Walker, he's he he he's been missing, and we we know the impact he has when it comes down to playing that tight end position. He's another... One of them tight ends, when he's healthy, you can put in the top five. We want to talk about tight ends in the league. To see what Derrick Henry does, and like you say, his historical run in the playoff, I will build my offense around him. I will get another running back of his stature and and have a two-headed monster. You know, Tennessee, we didn't seen this before with Tennessee, with uh, Chris Johnson and what's my young... Running back from USC, Lyndell White. Lyndell White. I done seen this before. So, um, but me, I would, I would have two two Derek Henrys. You know, I'm gonna make you want feel the pain when one come out. You got a whole fresh monster coming in. This this kind of football is gonna be for us.
1: And that's what the Saints did a few years ago with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara too. That that one two punch where it's like. You know, as a defense, it's like, oh, you know, the backup's coming in. Maybe we'll get some relief, and it's, like, not so fast.
2: No, but the backup more, Alvin Kamara is more of like a scat back. Alvin Kamara started to see this year it's hard being the guy. You know, it's good being the scat back coming in a few plays. It's really hard being the main guy when it comes to running back. If I'm Tennessee, I'm looking at Jordan Howard. I'm going to look for Jordan Howard. That's what I'm going to do. So, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have two, I'm gonna have two monsters in the backfield. And, uh, every time y'all play the Tennessee Titans just bring your big boy pads <laughs> kind of atmosphere. So that's what I would do.
1: Jordan Howard was really good running back for the Chicago bears. He was having a pretty good season for the Eagles too, before he got hurt. So we'll see what happens there. We'll take one more break and we'll tell you about my bookie again. If you want to make a bet for super bowl 54 chiefs, versus the 49ers, MyBookie is the place. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted sports books in the industry. If football is not your thing, no worries. MyBookie's got it all from the NBA to the Premier League. MyBookie has the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24 7 customer service team. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra 1000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. That win, get paid. Ike, Super Bowl 54, February 2nd. We still have a full week to lead up to it, so I'm sure we're going to break it down quite a bit on next week's show, but... For me, I'm curious to see how the line moves with the Chiefs being a one and a half point favorite, but there's a lot of storylines that we're gonna see. To me, it the thing that's most appealing about this is you have two really different styles to where Chiefs are, you know, more we're gonna pass the ball. 49ers have been very effective running the ball and have have had a great defense. I'm excited to see that clash and to see what happens. To me, the 49ers have been playing the best football throughout the entire course of the season. Whereas the chiefs really came on and were the hot team at the end of the year, Mahomes overcame his dislocated knee injury. And I think it was that Tennessee loss late in the regular season. I think that's the last time the chiefs lost a football game this year. They've secretly been really, really hot their defense finally figured things out and was at least serviceable against stopping the run. We mentioned several weeks back about, them signing Terrell Suggs to shore up their run defense as well. A- another storyline too that I had my eye on, and we mentioned this last week, D. Ford going against his former team now in the Super Bowl. Remember a year ago, you could argue that Ford cost the Chiefs a chance to make the Super Bowl. So there's just a lot of storylines that are going to emerge. One I did want to talk about and ask you about too is, did you, did you see this beef between Richard Sherman and Terrell Reap
2: Darrell Revis, yeah.
1: So, they're going back and forth. I, I just want to ask you one thing, Ike, just as a former corner in the league. Revis has given Sherman crap for not playing man and zone defense when the video shows otherwise. It's not up to the corner whether, like, the defensive coordinator decides which coverage you're playing on for the scheme on that defensive play. Am I am I right about that?
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know why they even – it's it's just hard playing corner, period in the league, it's two different styles of corner. And Sherm fits that style of corner perfect. He's a tall corner. You gotta be able to read route concepts coming from the offense. That's why he's able to jump a lot of route concepts. He's playing man to an extent. If it's one receiver to his side uh, playing cover three, that can turn into a man. If it's two receivers, he's he's keeping his eye on two receivers probably jumping a route, depending on what Sherman sees and feels. That's what Sherman is good at. So yeah, they're running the cover three defense over there. That's not a man coverage. That's his own coverage. Revis point was, that's all Revis played was man. And <laughs> Revis came in when I was playing. That's all that man played. It was no help. It was man. So. It's just two different styles. Like, I couldn't ask Richard Sherman to do what Reeves did. Play man for 70 snaps out the game. That's what Richard Sherman don't do. Richard Sherman is a zone coverage corner. He reads routes, he gets a feel for what the offense is doing. He calculated a take that risk and make a play. That's what, <laughs> that's exactly what he does so it's just it's just two different styles of cornerbacks do I believe both of them going to the hall of fame you're right it's just one I don't even know why they are arguing two you know it's, it's some guys who who is just special like a like a Revis and I mean from what I saw and what I know you can't knock them all that man played was man
1: but like Sherman can't just go rogue and say, oh, I'm
2: I'm gonna abandon my cover three coverage. Like that ain't what the defense coordinator is asking yeah. him to do. So nah, he can't, but I don't think he really could period play man okay. so say, okay. like Revis played. Okay. Just just think just think of you being a think of you being a defensive coordinator, Mark. And you just tell a Revis, I'm like, Revis, you got him all game. And you giving the whole other 10 guys on defense a totally different game plan. That's how special (laughs) Revis was. Revis, you got Brandon Marshall. Hey, other 10 guys on defense, this is what we doing. (laughs) This is what we doing. Revis Island, baby. You're not doing that with Richard Sherman.
1: So if Sherman posted up on one side of the field a lot like how the Steelers keep Joe Hayden on the on the left side, do the, do for, the 49ers for, do that?
2: Yeah, for the most part, yeah. But if they like a matchup, if they like a matchup with Sherman, you know, the defense coordinator, he'll he'll switch. But I don't think the DC is gonna I don't think he's gonna switch at all. You know, um I don't I don't see Richard Sherman following anybody. For the Kansas City Chiefs. There's too many weapons on that side anyway. And Richard Sherman likes to get, Richard Sherman's like a running back. He likes to get in the rhythm and to see what offenses are doing, see formation, see tendencies, first, second, third down. And he likes to take calculated risk. And the only way you can take a calculated risk if you've been sitting on one side and you're getting a feel for what the offense is trying to do to the defense.
1: Yeah. And like you said, both future hall of famers, Sherman's a really smart guy too out of Stanford, really, really smart guy too. But I was, I wanted to ask you about that just because I was like a corner can't just decide which coverage he's going to play It's He's got to listen to what his coach is going to do. And then again, you know, what your assignment and responsibility is affects the other 10 guys from a defensive standpoint that are on the field with you. So that's why I wanted to ask you about that.
2: Yeah. But his assignment, he wouldn't ask him to play man coverage. Uh, San Fran defense coordinator would not ask Richard Sherman to play man coverage throughout the, courses, throughout the course of a season. Because that's, that's what Richard Sherman, that's what he's not built for. If, if you just pay attention, Richard Sherman, he catches his picks in, from the numbers to the outside, the deep balls, the curl routes, the short intermediate routes on the outside of the numbers. I'm asking Richard Sherman to play defense from the hash to the sideline. Revis played from sideline to sideline. That's the difference.
1: Gotcha. Thank you for explaining that Susan. and I hope that's informative to the listeners as well just because both, again, are great corners in their own right. And Robert Sala, the 49ers defensive coordinator, there's a reason why there was some interest in him becoming a head coach. I know that at least the Cleveland Browns interviewed him for their head coaching position but he'll stay put in san francisco and that
2: defense will keep rolling especially with man, how effective their front rounders, seven yeah yeah all no first rounders in that front seven that man ain't going nowhere. what he's just gonna ask for a bigger paycheck
1: <laughs> ike what would you say is your key to super bowl 54 honey badger looked like he was back at lsu in the afc championship game just flying around the
2: field yeah there's not too many instinctives guys like the honey badger and when you see him in person he ain't number like five, nine, one, eighty. <laughs> so when you you're like god damn this little dude just be thumping but he's all passion and heart so yeah yeah gonna uh, hit media row represent for us mark mark tell people what, we, what we've been doing on this podcast man this podcast has been having a hell of a season so far want to thank all the sponsors for sponsoring our podcast want to thank all the viewers and listeners for listening to our podcast. we come a long way, Mark, in a short amount of time. You know, especially with this relationship between you and I on this podcast show, which is good. So, we will continue to get better. Make sure, keep tuning in to our podcast, our Believe in Steelers podcast. Uh, again, wanna thank all the sponsors for sponsoring Mark and I with this Believe in podcast.
1: Absolutely, and you can listen to the Believe in Steelers podcast however you get your podcast. So itunes stitcher spotify google play iheart luminary tune in please rate review and subscribe on the podcasts thank you to the listeners too who provided questions to today's show too your insight definitely adds to the experience and it helps challenges us ask us outside of the box questions we love that feedback from listeners and if you want to be a presenting sponsor of the believe in Steelers podcast you can contact the believe podcast network at believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. B-L-E-A-V.com. But I, I can't wait to see how all of this unfolds, but we still have a week to wait. And we've got the Pro Bowl this weekend in your backyard in Orlando. Joe Hayden will be there along with fellow Steelers defensive players Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, and T.J. Watt as well. Uh, just a couple of other things with that. Did you see, uh, I guess, Jarvis Landry tweeted, I don't know if he got drug tested or one of the other Pro Bowl players got drug tested. And this comes after the league decided to drug test Russell Wilson on the Monday during his exit interview after the Seahawks lost to the Packers. Like, what is with the timing of this? And I guess it's in it's in the collective bargaining agreement, but like, what?
2: The league doing too much, man. Let them do let them dudes go home and just. Enjoy themselves and be with their family. God, leave, man.
1: And uh, they're going to try one other thing out, the Pro Bowl. Again, that's going to be on Sunday afternoon, Camping World Stadium in Orlando. You can either decide to give the, the – after a score, you can give the other team the ball at the 25, and, you know, they go and try to score. Or instead of an onside kick, what you'll be able to do is get the ball on your own 25, but it'll be a fourth and 15 play. If you convert, you take over possession as you would. If you don't, the other team gets the ball wherever it winds up. So if it's an incomplete or sack or whatever, be interested to see if they experiment with that out. But the Pro Bowl, a good time to try to experiment with some of the rules. I would hate to see some of the kick returns go away. I know injuries have been a problem, but growing up, I loved watching Devin Hester with the Chicago Bears and how he was able to be so effective as a return man. But – this is the type of game where you experiment with a thing like this. So we'll see how it fares.
2: I don't know, man. The Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl used to be cracking, man. They, they, they put in so many rules. Guys, they used to, they used to actually hit in the Pro Bowl. I don't think people who's under 13 <laughs> used to see, man, Pro Bowl. Guys, used to, I still remember Sean Taylor coming down and smacking in the Pro Bowl. Like, then the Pro Bowls, I used Troy Polamalu coming down, smacking. This wasn't no... Brother-in-law kind of Pro Bowl. It was, hey, we didn't had too many drinks. We're about to go in the back alley, kind of Pro Bowl. Let's get it on. It's not. It's (coughs) right now. It's too much of a brother-in-law Pro Bowl, and I, I I can't, I can't watch it. I can't watch. I like all the skills and the activities, and you know the, the the fans getting to interact with the with the players. I love all that, but. I'm just going off from what I used to see and what I know. It wasn't a brother. It wasn't a brother-in-law kind of Pro Bowl. It was a back alley. We bought the fight kind of Pro Bowl.
1: And I certainly understand the players not wanting to get injured. At the same time, it's like if you don't play full speed, that is when you get injured. So it's Correct. You know, I get I get it from both standpoints, but it's just like. Yeah, it, it. My dad gives me grief every year because I I enjoy watching it. I mean, the collection of talent is incredible, but he's right. like, why Why are you watching the Pro Bowl? It's you know, you're almost watching like seven
2: on seven. Basically, it is like it, I, I can't I can't even watch it, Mark. Mark, I I can't tell you the last time I watched it. I, I just I can't, man, because I I remember what I used to see, you
1: know. And I know a lot of the uh, college football all-star games are going on too. They had the Shriners game last weekend. And then uh, the senior bowl, I believe is coming up. I saw coach Mike Tomlin was down there and we'll see. I I saw Tomlin. He was, he was on the field right next to a lot of the pass rushing drills. So we'll see if Steelers go after a pass rusher in the draft. I know Bud Dupree's contract is up. So whether or not the team brings him back, he's probably going to want a pretty big deal. And the Steelers have about $4 million in salary cap right now. so. We'll keep an eye on that.
2: He going to want a big deal. T.J. Watt said he would love to have Bud Dupree back, so we'll see what happens. It's just do Bud want to come back for a discount or he want to get his money. I can see Bud trying to get his money, so time will, time will tell on what the Pittsburgh still is. They're going to draft. This draft, I think they're going to draft off of uh, what is available, not a need. You know, every time they draft for a need, They don't do well at all. Um, They just got to get back to drafting the best available.
1: Ike, I'm really excited to see how all of this unfolds. Got the Super Bowl here in about a week and a half. And then we get into the offseason. We get into free agency, the draft, the start of the XFL as well. So there's going to be a lot we have to talk about. I'm really excited. Really excited. Going to go ahead and sign off here. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We'll see you next week. So long, everybody. Peace.
0: 2020, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address ziprecruiter.com begin that's ziprecruiter.com b-e-g-i-n ziprecruiter.com begin ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus